the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and I broadcast the last hour. Most of the hour, or well, I guess half the hour, was devoted to the end of the Joe Biden, now President Biden, inaugural address and the poem that was read. I believe her name was Amanda Gorman. And my comments on it. The calls were for unity. I think the plan is to impeach a president who is no longer president in the U.S. Senate to have an impeachment hearing. It's hard to call for unity when you want to just do something that is pure venom, pure hatred, loathing for half the country. It's not It's not Donald Trump. It's for those of us who voted for Donald Trump. We hate your guts. We will do anything we can to smear all 74 million of you. And we will even impeach a president who is no longer president. That is the message. So when you hear calls for unity, it's, it's a little disingenuous. I just want to note that... Uh, It's always painful to cancel a male-female hour, but it's once in four years that a president is inaugurated, and I don't feel that I can miss the moment. Also, I have not been on for two days and have a lot to share with you. Mark Davis and Mark Eisler and every other Mark involved in my show, I want to thank. Mark gives you a, a head start. We have affirmative action for marks uh, on this uh, program. Anyway, uh, my show's in great hands when I'm not here, and I thank you. Uh, I continue to be quarantined, given that uh, two members of my household had COVID, and I, uh, I was tested again yesterday. I would actually, I know this sounds bizarre, but... Uh, I think I'm so healthy, and I think that I am on such a good regimen with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and ivermectin that I'd like to get it over with and have an asymptomatic positive test. As bizarre as that might sound, I would like I would prefer to have immunity via having had COVID than a an inoculation. I'm not telling people not to get inoculated, uh, but uh, I've never seen such speed that's both impressive and worrisome at the same time. You are allowed to be worried, and you are allowed to be confident. We'll see what happens. I hope that it is uh, it is wonderful. On the COVID issue, my uh, my lack of faith in the in every institution essentially of the country at this time has now broadened to. Medicine, I think, think it's been corrupted. 
when thousands of scientists say it's okay to demonstrate against racism in the middle of an epidemic where they said people need to social distance, you know that the sciences have been corrupted. But the, the part that bothers me the most is that the country has relied 100% medically. It has relied on hospitalization and inoculation, vaccination. Instead of prevention, just a massive announcement to people to take big doses of vitamin D, which nobody thinks is harmful, uh, would have saved lives, not to mention zinc would have saved lives, and of course hydroxychloroquine, one of the most safe prescription drugs that has ever been prescribed, along with ivermectin. That we, that the medical profession has not endorsed that is, will be one of the great scandals of American history, of American science history. Let's put it that way. We could have saved, in my opinion, a lot of lives. And instead, we relied on vaccination, ventilators, which are basically a death sentence, and hospitalization. Instead of therapeutics, we relied on a vaccine. One of the reasons is corruption. There's no money in hydroxychloroquine. There's no money in ivermectin. There's a ton of money in Pfizer and Moderna. I'm the guy who used to defend Big Pharma. Not anymore. They've done wonderful things for people. I always said that, and it remains true. But... That's the state of, the, of, of medicine in the United States. It is a scandal that so many Americans died when we could have given them therapeutics in the beginning. It is a scandal that people are told masks work, but you can't visit a dying relative uh, in a hospice or in a hospital. It is a scandal that you can't visit people for a year in a nursing home to put elderly people who are infirm uh, in solitary confinement for a year is torture. And this was all done by the medical profession. I, I find it uh, to be a moral scandal. The cruelty to these people. Ask them, would you rather uh, risk getting COVID from a relative? They say, oh, no, it's not, it's not the relative. It's, it's all the other people in the hospital. Really? I thought masks work. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me masks work and then say you can't visit your mother who's dying, your father who's dying. Can't have it both ways, my friends. If it works, let them visit. And if it doesn't work, take them off. We are, we, we are living in the age of the grandiose lie. The corruption of our institutions, of the elite institutions, is very, very sad and worrisome in American life today. The trick is for people to be allowed to say it. And that's the biggest issue, the free speech issue in the United States of America. Yes, so there will be an impeachment trial, but not a hearing. Impeachment trial. The the future of the Republican Party is in doubt. This is very, very worrisome because it's the only opposition to the left in the political sphere. 
So uh, it's uh, it's a real issue. I want to talk to you about a a story that you may not be aware of that gives you a uh, a sign of our times. Caltech to remove name of founding president. Caltech announced. This is uh, yesterday's, no, no, a few, couple of days ago, Los Angeles Times. Caltech announced Friday that it would remove the name of the founding president and first Nobel laureate, Robert A. Milliken, from campus buildings because he supported eugenics, joining universities across the nation in repudiating those who joined the racist movement a century ago. First of all, eugenics was racist. It was also has nothing to do with racism. It was just evil. There are, there are evils that are not all racist. Racism is evil, but not all evil is racist. It was when you would breed out undesirables. So there was a case in the 1930s in the United States. There was a case of a, of a, a young a girl. I'll get her age for you. They declared her an idiot and that her mother was an idiot. And they didn't want her to reproduce idiots. That's the term they used. A white girl. And she was sterilized against her will. This went to the Supreme Court of the United States, which voted 8 to 1 to support the forced sterilization of this girl. One of the justices was Louis D. Brandeis, who was a great man. He supported eugenics. There's a university named after a eugenics supporter. Will Brandeis University change its name? Of course not. It won't change its name because there's too much money in it. Same with Yale. But Caltech, there wasn't enough money in Milliken, so they dropped him. I don't think Brandeis should change its name. I don't think Milliken should have been dropped there. You don't judge people in our age, in their age, with our age's standards. Milliken made Caltech possible. It is fraught. This is what the, the president of Caltech, in his in his disingenuous, cowardly statement, announced. I will read it to you when we get back. This is what is happening in the United States. This is the cancel culture writ large. You want to have some unity, President Biden? Condemn this stuff. Condemn the suppression of speech former president of the United States is locked out of Twitter and you're calling for unity? Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. When your baby leaves you all alone. Hello, my friends. I want to remind you, in light of the suppression of free speech, I and Adam Carolla starred in a movie. It's a movie slash documentary. It's both No Safe Spaces, which was prophetic. So you need to, you should see it. Twitter has, of course, shut down President Trump's account. Parler was booted off the App Store by Apple. And it's all there in this fantastic film that uh, Adam Carolla and I are in. See the whole movie, the full movie, No Safe Spaces, for a preview, as it were, of the politically correct dangers facing America. So go to SalemNow.com and download your copy of No Safe Spaces or order the DVD. And please have your kids watch this. I don't care any if they're over 10, if they're 50 or they're 10. That's SalemNow.com, No Safe Spaces. The great, it's a great movie. I promise at the end you'll, you'll, you might have tears and you'll laugh a lot too. SalemNow.com. Reggie in Los Angeles, hello. Hello, uh, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. And um, I hope that you and your family will do well with the uh, COVID situation. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, so I, I want to say respectfully, I disagree with you know this thing about the the, uh, the right wing writing not being a, a bigger problem. I mean, I think a study has recently come out that since 1994, there's been a large preponderance of of you know rioting and, and domestic terrorism acts that have been more from the far right. Not, not to be saying that. You know, things have not happened from all aspects of you know the idea, you know, ideological stance. But I think it has been shown. It's mostly from the far, from the far right. This is why I consider most studies liars. Let me ask you a question. You and I have lived in in the year twenty twenty as adults. In the year twenty twenty, what was the ratio of left wing terror, if you want to use the word? I won't use the word. I will just say destruction to right-wing destruction? What was the ratio that you experienced and I experienced? Well, I would say that, um, that if you consider the, the riots that happened over the summertime as like, as a one one sustained event, I would believe that there's still more um, far-right incidents that happen. However, I do get your point. That, um, but, I, I, you know, honestly, I think that the riots that happened over the summertime are born out of, and not just here, as a matter of fact, that those riots, or protests, I should say, and riots formed out of it, happened across the whole world because they were outraged to see once again on Right, camera. right. No, no, I didn't I mean, ask if they're justified. I didn't ask if, if uh, burning down buildings and destroying businesses is justified. You think it is. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no, uh, it's not I fine. Did you did say that. that. But if it, I don't care. I don't care what you think if they're justified. I asked you, what is the ratio in 2020 of left-wing rioting destruction to right-wing rioting destruction? Well, 
there would be, I would say that there were more of the riots and happened and the protests happening from the left side because of that one particular, that one particular um, event like that was prolonged. But but what so I heard more, one particular event. What what was the? Sure. What did you say? What there did you say? More, I would say yeah. There's more destruction that happened. You know, no, there's not more. It was a monopoly. There was only left wing destruction in 2020. Uh, you know, uh, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, there there's also a lot of right wing plots and things that happen. For example, I mean, I know some of these things didn't actually get, um, you know, didn't happen because they were, they were thwarted. But like, for example, I don't take lightly that Gretchen Whitmer, you know, <laughs> there was a false plot on her life as a governor. I don't think, I don't take these things lightly that, uh, you know, actually, I don't wish this would have happened at all, but if Vice President Pence had been captured and killed, I think people would be seeing this in a whole different light. That's what would be. That's right, I would. You're right. I agree. If it had happened, I would see it in a different light. But it didn't happen. What did happen is rioting was 100% from the left. Massive destruction. Complete acceptance and tolerance by Democratic mayors and governors. The left nearly destroyed my country last year. The right did nothing. That's a fact. Studies. Get it, folks? Studies. Thank you for calling because I'm not... I'm responding to what you said, not to you, and I always go to calls first that differ with me. This is a great example of the famous Groucho Marx skit where he's caught in bed by his wife. With He's caught with another woman. And as he's getting out and putting on his clothing, he says, you're going to believe me or your lying eyes? It's a great line, just a great line. The lying eyes, right? That's what we all have, lying eyes. We all saw the left destroy city after city. Oh, that was Chico. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Me or your lying eyes. That's right. This is how the left rewrites history. They publish studies. See, the study said that, that's true. My attitude towards studies is either they confirm what common sense suggests or they're wrong. It's It's been a 99% of the time that has actually been accurate. It's been a guideline in my life. We're supposed to believe that the great issue was the January 6th riot in the Capitol. That, that's it. The insurrection, it's now called. There was no insurrection in Seattle. There was no insurrection in Minneapolis. There was no insurrection in Portland. No insurrection in New York City. No, 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 no. In Washington on January 6th. Yes, indeed, my friends. Back to Caltech. This is the uh, obsequious cowardly statement of its president, Thomas Rosenbaum. It is fraught to judge individuals outside of their time. But it is clear from the documentation presented that Milliken lent his name and his prestige to a morally reprehensible eugenics movement that already had been discredited scientifically during his time. The renamings will help position the Institute to retain and attract the most talented and innovative researchers from every background 
so we may remain a leader in science and technology. Actually, what I do believe is that Caltech looks like Caltech looks like another cowardly uh, institution uh, taken over by the woke. That's all. That's all it looks like. Caltech has has gone down in my estimation, uh, taken over by the thugs, the intellectual thugs of our time, the left. It is unbelievable. Well, Brandeis University, you're next. Let's go. If everybody who supported eugenics cannot have a name in a university, Brandeis must change its name. But it won't. won't even address the issue. Brandeis, in my opinion, was a great man, I might add. But he supported eugenics. But there's too much money in keeping Brandeis University, Brandeis University. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. We have a microbiologist calling in. I trust that he is. Chaska, Minnesota. I'll ask him a microbiology trivia question. Hi. Hello, Walter. Hello, Dennis. Are you really a microbiologist? I am by a degree in education, yes. All right. I don't have a trivial question. I just, just thought I'd give you a lie detector test. You passed. Go ahead. I appreciate it. I've called once before uh, with the same kind of credentials. Just We talked about uh, some other issue earlier, but this time around I heard you talking about COVID and hydroxychloroquine, and I wanted to share some information that I thought was interesting that you may find interesting as well. In November uh, last year, 2020, the American Medical Association issued resolutions during its annual uh, meeting. And the third page of issue, uh, a resolution 506, I believe it is, 506 or 509, actually rescinded their previous statements where they had spoken out against the use of uh, those medications for the treatment of COVID. And they backed off on that to say where treatment of patients using this medication, that they were actually putting their support behind doctors treating people with off-label, for off-label usage of drugs like that. I thought it was interesting because when you're talking about this, I have not heard anywhere in the news that this happened, that there was a shift in the medical community about this. I am typing it in. That's the reason I'm quiet. I, I'm, I'm going to look that up when I when I, I I thank you for this. I'm going to look it up. If 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 he's telling the truth, and I, I don't, I'm not saying if he's not lying, but if he's accurate, that's a better way of putting it. The uh, the lying media is uh, responsible for many deaths, aside from responsible for the crushing of truth in this country. But uh, the previous AMA statements against hydroxychloroquine killed a lot of Americans. This is a very, we're a serious crisis in the country that every institution has been uh, ruined by the left, including sciences. And now Caltech goes down the drain with this phony thing about renaming all its buildings. Brandeis University won't rename its university, also a, a supporter of eugenics. (laughs) 
it's uh, it's terrible. It's terrible to live in the age of the lie, and for the media to be uh, so so cover up for these lies of the institutions. In my home, two members of my home, young people, who live here, um, uh, my stepson and his fiancee, and they uh, both got uh, COVID. And uh, within a day of having hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, their symptoms essentially disappeared. I have been on it as a prophylactic, as my wife has as well, for half a year. And we've been tested. We're negative and tested again yesterday. I've been in quarantine. I'm broadcasting from home. I, I follow protocols about going to work. If you've been in in proximity, uh, I was in very close proximity of both these COVID positive people for a week. Have zero symptoms. Their symptoms left when they when we gave them hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and zinc. For vast numbers of people in the early stages of COVID, this is a godsend. Our corrupt medical institutions have not told you about this. Instead, the vast power of the pharmaceutical companies prevailed because hydroxychloroquine is cheap, a couple of dollars, and... The vaccination is expensive, or somebody pays for it, billions of dollars. We don't have that money in this. Yes. Ah, okay, I'm going to look up that AMA resolution, obviously. Last, let's see, Rosenbaum, that's the president of Caltech, who's disgraced is uh, the name of Caltech. Caltech looks like another weak-willed spineless institution, said the Caltech Board of Trustees, quote, overwhelmingly voted Wednesday to drop the name of Milliken and five other eugenics proponents from all campus buildings, assets, and honors. They included Harry Chandler, who served as Los Angeles Times publisher from 1917 to 1944, and joined Milliken on the board of the Human Betterment Foundation, a Pasadena-based group that promoted eugenics. 1-8 Prager 776. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. The, the painful spinelessness is as painful as the self-righteousness. Anybody who advocated anything wrong century ago or nearly a century ago, they they have their names are to be extirpated. Caltech is the latest example of, of this cowardice and this self-righteousness. Brandeis University, as I keep telling you, won't change its name even though Louis Brandeis voted in favor of eugenics on the Supreme Court major decision in the 30s. Last June, USC stripped the name of former university president Rufus B. von Kleinsmid 
from a prominent campus building. Stanford University announced it would remove the name of its founding president, David Starr Jordan, from campus buildings and streets. While a high school bearing his name was changed simply to Jordan High by the L.A. Board of Education. Pomona College said it would rename its Millican Laboratory after nearly 1,000 community members signed a petition. That's the frightening part is these thousands. America, Americans have deteriorated in their character and uh, in their lack of humility. We are great. These a-holes of the past, they were nothing. Who, who from the past will be judged as positively? No matter what your contribution, if you held the wrong position, you're gone, man. So Caltech, USC. This is, uh, oh, so during reading this article, this was, this was precious. Reading this article about what happened at at Caltech, the, the Los Angeles Times piece quoted a guy, and I thought, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? So here is the here it is. As shown by recent events, the ideology of white supremacy poses a grave danger to our society and democracy. This is the gigantic lie, but it doesn't matter. And we need to stop honoring people like Milliken and the leaders of the Human Betterment Foundation, who were its leading advocates, said Michael Schwe, C-H-W-E, a Caltech alumnus who led one of the petition drives and is a political science professor at UCLA. And I thought, wait a minute, I remember this name of this uh, radical at uh, UCLA, the guy who suppresses people, Michael Schwe. Yeah, and sure enough, I googled. And I realized he led the petition for me not to conduct the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra, of which he was a member and wouldn't play for me, even though it was the when I conducted Haydn Symphony at the Disney Concert Hall with the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra. It was sold out the only time a regional orchestra ever sold out. Disney Concert Hall, I raised enough money for that orchestra to support it for a year. I didn't take a penny. But it was more important for him that a conservative not conduct this Michael Schwe at UCLA. He was one of three uh, who, uh, from UCLA, I believe, were professors that led the petition against my playing, against my conducting. Yeah, this this is the guy who's leading the campaign to get rid of the Millican name at Caltech. This is an unimpressive human being. This is what he wrote at the time. I Googled him, that's me, Prager, and realized, oh my God, we can't do a concert with this guy. Recall Schwer, this is from the LA Times at the time. Two and a half years ago, is it? What is it going to say about our values? People are going to associate us with him, that's Dennis Prager, forever. The question, says Schwer, is whether that will deliver longer-lasting damage to the orchestra's brand. Did I damage the brand? This guy lives in his his left-wing cocoon and, and just throws grenades at society. The signatories have simply said they won't participate. 
and urged their friends not to go. Michael Schway, UCLA professor of political science and violinist in the symphony. I hope he was never let back in. He wouldn't play. I think that he was not allowed to continue to play. Because, I mean, otherwise they're saying you try to sabotage the orchestra and now it's okay, just come back and play. I hope, he, I hope that he's never gone back and played. I'm going to find out. A concert with Dennis Prager would normalize hatred and bigotry and profoundly damage this trust. This is, the, uh, this is a guy who teaches political science at UCLA. By the way, I had one of the other professors on for an hour on my show. Uh, I think Shway refused. I don't blame him. The, he's, after was atypical being a leftist who actually would, uh, would debate. The vast majority of them never debate. They just throw their grenades. One of the things in his open letter that he, uh, that he wrote, Michael Schwett, Prager believes that the moral principles of people who do not believe in God are based solely on opinion. That's correct. That's exactly what I believe. It's fascinating. It's not a, it's not a belief. It's a fact. If there is no God who is the author of right and wrong, then there is no right and wrong. There are opinions. You could be a good person, I, and at least he, he didn't claim, as many atheists do. Prager says an atheist can't be a good person, which is a complete lie. Of course, an atheist can be a good person. In a video from Prager University, which he puts in quotes, entitled, If There Is No God, Murder Isn't Wrong, Prager states, Only if there is a God who says murder is wrong, is murder wrong. Otherwise, all morality is opinion. This is a profound insult to the many members of our community who are atheists and believe that there is such a thing as ethical behavior. It shows you the intellectual superficiality of this man, a political science professor, that uh, there is such a thing as ethical behavior. I don't believe there's such a thing as ethical behavior among non-believers. This is who's teaching your kids at UCLA. Yes, indeed, everybody. You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. I see one of those quoted in the L.A. Times as calling for the renaming of these buildings after basically a founder of Caltech because he supported eugenics in the early 20th century. Nobel Prize winner guy who made the, much of Caltech possible. So is this guy Michael Schwe, C-H-W-E, a political science professor. And sure enough, he led the campaign for me not to conduct the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra. This is, a, uh, he, this is one of those gentlemen who is a, a purely destructive force in society. And so it, it's fascinating. I remembered the name. I looked it up I mean, to make sure it was true. Not a particularly deep man. Yep, this is a, it's an insult that I said that God is necessary for there to be objective morality. He wrote in the letter, it's one of the reasons not to have me conduct, this is a profound insult to the many members of our community who are atheists. Why is it an insult? 
it shows he's a child, this guy, taking personally what has nothing to do with the personal. How is it an insult to atheists to say that objective morality is dependent upon a, a God who says there's a good and an evil? I debated this issue at Oxford University about 30 years ago with an atheist professor, Jonathan Glover, who was a moral giant, in my opinion. He wasn't, he wasn't insulted. He agreed with me because he, he understands. Of course, if there's no God, ethics are subjective. Every, every atheist professor who, who is worthy of the name professor knows that. It's not an insult. It's an insult. So no wonder these this this superficial man is leading the campaign to get rid of the name Milliken. And the the it's the lack of wisdom is as painful to me as the ethical aspect. We judge people in, of the past by the pasts values, not our values. Otherwise, they'll all flunk. The man made Caltech possible more than any other person. Anyway, I don't have any love for Caltech. I don't have any animosity toward it. Now, however, I do have contempt for it. Anyway, it's academia. We continue. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show on the day of inauguration. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 